welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the guy here with the iced tea, but it's actually coffee, John Wayne, that's right, here I am, back, in Wayne Manor, of course, in the library of evil nestled off in the East Wing, I've got my grandpappy's medicine in a nice bowl from my Sherlock Holmes pipe, mate. And I've got uh, some iced coffee today, an iced cold brew, actually. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's just mi- mixing it up a little bit, a little bit different here. So, uh, yeah, welcome, everybody, uh, back this week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much uh, for joining us. If I just met you, especially recently, thank you for checking out the show. Uh, it's been another great week uh, of, of well, I mean, a, a pretty good week, decent week, I think. Did uh, did a lot of stuff. I, I had a, an event this weekend, right, actually yesterday that I'll talk about uh we'll talk about that in the storytelling uh portion of the show uh but I I will recap that but I was um one of the guests at the opening of Frightmare Collectibles uh up in the Dallas area as you know I am in Houston uh third third coast dirty third shouts out uh but you know and and uh, Dallas is our sister city to the north that we uh we we you know, sisters that don't get along, I guess. Rival sisters, if you will. Um, you know, it's uh, one sister is, uh, you know, has a bunch of crazy turns on their freeways, loop-de-loops, and unmarked things where then your GPS doesn't know where you're going and tells you to go here and then go left. And the other place is Houston. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fine time up there. I'll talk all about that later on uh, when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, big uh, shouts out, first of all, up top, up front, up foremost to my Patreon supporters. Thank you all so much, uh, everyone who uh, is a, a member of my Patreon and who donates to me. I, I appreciate that so, so much uh, every month. It, it really keeps me going. So thank you, guys. I very much appreciate it. Uh, if you would like to check check out uh, my 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 stuff, check out my stuff. If you <laughs> you if you want to check out other ways to support me right now, you could go to uh, Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers that I offer. Many different things there available with each tier, and also no matter what tier you join, you get access to the awesome Dude for Life boner bonus podcast that comes out every week uh on monday the same day that john wayne lied to you comes out but over on the patreon feed and that is the show where i talk to other artists from around the country that i know uh about uh all kinds of stuff and and this week we have a great one we'll talk about that later as well i'm really burying the leads here it's like i've got commercials that i need you to sit through before you find out what's going on um i don't but uh oh speaking of no but i do commercials my new uh my newest book Mage of the Hellmouth from Grindhouse Press is uh, is coming out on January 8th, and the Kindle book is up for pre- uh, pre-order right now. And I talked about this a little bit last week at the top, but I just want to remind everyone again, you can pre-order my new book, uh, Mage of the Hellmouth, on, um, on Kindle right now. Just search it on Amazon, and it'll come up, and it'll let you pre-order, and... Uh, then when it comes out, uh, you'll get it. But also, I'm I'm doing a very cool thing for the for the paperback release. Uh, well, uh, there are uh, several of them, uh, or a set number of them. I'll let you know soon. Will include uh, a custom twelve sided die with all the numbers drawn by myself and a special little signature and stuff on there. So um, please, you know, keep an eye out for that. That's going to be very exciting. I'm very excited to put together something really cool and. Um, 
uh, just, you know, I'm excited to do something like that. So it's it's going to be fun, and I'm excited for that book. And there might be some other things in store for it uh, as well. I'll let you know when those develop. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, – so check that out. Also, um, let's see. This week, uh, you know, it's just been a great week. I, uh, Of course, one of the cool things I got to do this week was uh, experiment a lot with lighting again. I, I think I talked about this uh, maybe last week or the week before – <coughs> oh god <coughs> excuse me i just jumped out of nowhere uh but i was talking about how in uh the other podcast i do uh every thursday with uh, christopher triana my man uh called vital social issues and stuff with chris and john wayne it's also a video podcast so there's the audio version out there on all the the podcatchers and then our youtube channel has the video of us doing it so i'm i'm on this you know i don't know this quest to ever improve the uh you know a quality of of the podcast both an audio video and of course content wise but you know i'm 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 taking care of the technical side on on my end so i've been uh experimenting with lighting i got these lights that i'm borrowing from nick p and they've got you know i put different gels on them and nick actually came over on monday and helped light the library of evil uh in a couple different ways so that when I recorded the show with Chris, it it had a whole different look to it on camera, and uh, we we did a, a few different setups to try to get it right. Uh, it, what's the, what's tough about it is uh, the the camera on. So I'm you know it's recording on the camera on my MacBook uh, as we're doing it. You know that's how we're skyping or communicating on you know through through the computer. But I. Nick was explaining to me that I guess the there's presets or something within the camera that that where it's constantly trying to correct uh I don't know it's constantly trying to correct the light or the noise or something it's, it's trying to do something where it creates digital noise uh from from some of the lighting and that that was a pain in the ass and I'm trying to figure out a way I need I know it's there is a way but to to be able to use a, a like external camera that's better to film me uh while I'm doing the cam- you know that would be used for me during the Skype calls during the podcast so I could have a sharper image that'll sharper image that that will be able to process the you know camera that can process the light correctly and and make it look cool so I've been working on that and I uh, so we did that on Monday, and then I actually took advantage of that, uh, some of these lighting lessons again. I had to do a, uh, not had to do, I was asked to do, a, um, uh, and had the pleasure of doing a video for uh, a good friend of mine, Sada Namir. Shouts out, Sada. Uh, birthday, it was her birthday, and uh, her partner, my other good friend, Michael Allen Rose, put together a nice little special treat for her. And which uh, I, you know, did a video uh, portion for and sent it up to them, played a character, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I did lighting again and kind of did some stuff. And I'm having fun experimenting with that right now and, and trying to just just make kind of everything look as good and, and sound as good as it can. That was another thing I did. I spent uh, many hours this week uh, on the um, audiobook version of Chandler Morrison's Until the Sun. And... It's coming along great. Uh, the book is fucking killer. It's awesome. So if you haven't read it, uh, I highly recommend it. And if you are, you know, if you're into listening to audiobooks, uh, you know, you want to wait. Probably, I guess, I these things. It takes like it's not. I wish that it could just be done. Like when you're done with the audiobook, you just like done and you send it up, and they're like, okay, now it's ready. But 
I don't know what the holdup is on this. Now, I, I know I've bitched about this Audible and ACX, which is the the I, I, whatever it's called, I guess their interface that you go through on on the website when you're recording. Uh, if you're if you're a narrator and you're doing stuff on for for Audible, or if you're an author that's putting books up for Audible, there's all this fucking hoops you have to jump through uh, when it comes to the audio. Now, I understand that. You do want, uh, you know, there's got to be high quality control, especially when it comes to audio, because you don't want somebody just, you know, driving with their windows open and just have their cell phone recorder and going, okay, so there's a, a burst of times, the West, you know, but even that, even like, you know, minor audio issues can make for a very unpleasant listening experience. Um, as I just, you know, talked about for several minutes about making sure the audio and the video looks good. So I understand that, and it, it just is, I don't know why it takes so long. So it seems like they've changed something to where uh, it, it kind of solves a little bit or it streamlines something a little bit, um, at least on the narration side. Maybe it doesn't on the author side, because on the author side, I uploaded the audio for Death Packs and Left Hand Paths like I talked about, and... You know, we tried to. It, it comes. It kicked it back after. You know, they they have to listen to it. That doesn't give you any feedback when you when you upload it. You have to wait like you like you are ordering X-ray specs out of the back of a magazine in the in the eighties or something like six to eight weeks, and you know, get your parents' permission before they send send back to you. And then if you have things to fix audio wise, which I did, you, you're waiting like thirty days before you even know what you need to fix. It's uh, it sucks. So with this though, they you know. Since I've been doing this, these two books, like I told you, I finished. Uh, I was talking about. I I did my book Sinkhole, uh, Deathside Press had me do that one, and that's considerably shorter. So I, I knocked that out very quickly and sent it up. And as I was loading up each chapter, um, the audio, it would tell me if something was off, and then I could go in and fix it right there. You know, it was usually just um, there's like kind of EQ settings that sometimes can get a little off depending. So I I figured out how to fix it. Those things and, you know, it that and then I knew each time the track went up, you know, when I re-uploaded the fixed one, it accepted it. So I knew that the audio was good. We, I knew there wasn't going to be any problems with it getting kicked back, but they, they go through some other tests or whatever they do, I guess, to make – I don't know what they have to do. But it's like, congratulations, it's all accepted. Okay, 30 more days until uh, we let you know what if it will be up for sale. So it's like, god damn – I don't understand, like, they fixed this issue where now you know right away what's wrong with your audio, but why do you have to wait so long? Anyway, I don't. that was a little rant, I guess, but it is still uh, a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time uh, doing that, and again, with that, also my, you know, my kind of... Uh, I don't know, engineer brain, I guess. Not no, not a smart engineer, like a, an audio engineer, which those are smart. I'm not like a smart at all. I'm just saying uh, that's the part of my brain, I guess, that I was trying to uh, you know, blow the dust off of and, uh, you know, rouse from his, you know, stoned coma to come up and be like, hey, man, whoa, you doing some audio? All right, let's look at this. Uh, yeah, Ooh, let's tweak that. <laughs> pass, me, pass me that, man. So, yeah, so I... As I've been recording the audiobooks and, and making sure certain things and tweaking certain things, I've been learning a lot more about audio recording and, and 
particularly trying to get the my space correct because as i've said the mansion uh not the mansion why do i keep calling it the mansion the mansion is gone rest in power to the mansion it's been demolished wayne manor is where i live now in wayne manor <laughs> it's uh it's a little no it's like noisy you don't notice how much noise i guess but people when they come visit will notice and, and when i really sit um <clears throat> you know i listen you can hear it I, you don't even have to sit and try to listen when I sit in the Library of Evil here, you can hear like the freeway noise from our house. So it's it's you know just a couple blocks off, so it's just a constant kind of like in the background. And man, you can hear everything. You know, I could hear certain cars that passed by if you know I had to stop and wait. And so trying to figure out those things, uh, having complete silence in a house that's it's you know I don't necessarily have any professional soundproofing but i set up a whole little thing in the uh band room that i have here and you know I, it's it's kind of a you know definitely a diy setup but i'm discovering that and i'm also you know working to do a little bit more soundproofing over there got some soundproofing you know uh materials coming uh for that one window that's in there and i think i'm gonna you know it's gonna work out because it looks like hopefully uh, I will be doing uh, m several more of these audiobooks. <clears throat> uh, not only will I, you know, I'll do, I'm going to go back now and do all my, my Grindhouse releases that I have the rights, the audio rights for, but looks like Death Said Press, Shouts Out, is going to have me do uh, a few more audiobooks uh, as well. Uh, more to the, more more about the specific titles to come, uh, but there have, uh, you know, it looks like that is going to be something that, that that goes forward from here. So I definitely want to make sure all my ducks are in a row and then I'm, you know, keeping all my shit sounding on point. So learning a lot about that or trying to 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 learn as much more, more about that as I can and and get the best out of what I am uh what I'm working with. I I'd imagine is what I'm doing. And um yeah, other than that, this week, you know, I'm trying to think what else we did. Watched the Charles. I watched some watching these Charles Bronson movies. Hey, buddy, you want my opinion? You're in the wrong business. Yeah, just I watched Ten to Midnight the other week. I don't know last week. I don't know if I talked about that already on this, but then uh, Nick Nick and I watched Mr. Majestic, which is another Bronson film, Charles Bronson, and you know we got into. <clears throat> I don't know how I got on this Charles Bronson kick, but. I know Chris Triana and I talk about, you know, Bronson a lot on Vital Social Issues and stuff on several episodes. He loves, he's a huge Charles Bronson fan, and uh, so is Nick, and I've watched some of the some of the Death Wish things, including the later canon ones that are, uh, you know, not, not as great and kind of corny, but it's just, ah, man, he's, <laughs> he's so fun to watch just do shit and just like... The way he talks, okay, the knife is his penis. You know, it just it, it's uh it's it's awesome. So I've been working on my Charles Bronson accent. Hey, buddy, you want my advice? Get another room. I don't know. Uh, it's death o'clock, ten to midnight. Uh, so anyway, that'll be annoying for quite some time. And uh, so aside from working on my poor uh, Bronson impressions this week, just a lot of writing, a lot of audio recording, and and of the like, and getting ready. Uh, for this event I had this weekend, which I will talk about uh, a little bit later in the show. <clears throat> so I think uh, we'll just actually move right along to our th uh, our tarot reading of the week. I 
you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every show. And uh, I just kind of sit down and write my thoughts, things that are on my mind for the week, things that I've been thinking about or, or you know, whatever. And uh, on my mind. And then I just look at those again through the prism of the cards and kind of get a different perspective, a different uh, way to maybe view things. Just a nice thought exercise and, a, and a get a, a refresh. So anyway, this week... Uh, as I was preparing this morning, I wrote, uh, my thoughts, my thoughts, the things that were on my mind were, uh, a f- focused discipline. And that's, um, in that, I mean, not letting the small things slip through the cracks because I'm, you know, whatever I'm, I, I need to refocus my discipline, uh, and I think that's going to help me. My mind is just, I've, I've, got so much on my mind lately I, I almost don't know where to start sometimes uh again like I had that problem a while ago but now it seems like it's back a little bit for some reason I need to uh, you know just put everything back in the box and get ready to go I, I don't know what what is causing my mind to be so scattered uh I think maybe I just have a lot going on or a lot of projects in the air maybe or I, I don't know just anxious in general but <clears throat> I recognize that, so I just want to, you know, refocus my discipline and and stay with that and make sure I'm not slipping there anywhere. Uh, Creative planning. Excuse me. God damn it. Creative planning. Uh, And by that, I mean, you know, uh, I've talked about this kind of thing, like a creative problem solving, uh, which I'm always trying to do and adapting to the changes of, you know, our ever-changing landscape of the world and dealing with, you know, you know, this whole with COVID and everything and and trying to work and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But creative planning in that, uh, and I put in also being adaptable on the fly together with those two things together in that, you know, when things you know, it, it is things are like a weirdly uncertain right now, especially going to events and uh, how events are handled or how like things are going down. Anyway, I just you know want to make sure again I'm just ready on the fly to adapt to anything and be able to have like some backup plans, I guess, in my head where um, ready to go. Where like if this, then I know if this happens, then I am automatically. I know I can do this. Like, I already have the kind of next step at least lined up. You know what I mean? Like, if A, then C. If B, then E. You know, those kind of things. Uh, and at least just have those things ready. Like, that's, I can't, I think that's just uh, maybe something I'm, I'm missing out on, you know, or I need to adjust my, the way I look at things and my thinking to be a little bit more like that, you know, or, or sharpen that part of my, my, you know, self, uh, focused action around specific goals. Again, like I said, I've, I've been feeling like scattered. I like, I, I get up and almost don't know where to start sometimes for the day. And, uh, I'm, you know, definitely, stu- you know, this, this week moving forward, as you're listening to this, as it comes out, I'm, I'm really going to take a strict kind of, uh, approach with myself in how I get some of these tasks done, uh, that I have, you know, that I need to get done by certain dates and, and how I organize them and how I'm going to complete them from start to finish before I allow something else to, you know, before I start to work on this, I need to, it's, you know, those kind of things that I'm going to be kind of whipping back into shape uh, for myself, it seems like. But taking focused action around my specific goals means, for me, 
you know, removing any of the distractions around those things, making sure that the action that I'm taking, uh, 100% of that is focused around achieving my goal. And, you know, that that means, you know, what the things I'm going to um, do, you know, the projects I'm going to take on, the events I'm going to do, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that that's what that... Uh, <clears throat> on my mind this week so the first card i i got was the page of pentacles so you know we know we've talked about the pages those are always always the start of something right the initial spark or inspiration or just just the it it, it rep the pages all represent the beginning uh, of something so you know the page of pentacles and we know also pentacles uh has to deal with uh, material and financial, that that kind of stuff. Uh, earth, you know, the things of the earth that that we uh, that we have to deal with around uh, those things. So that's you know, this. God damn it! Sorry. Uh, anyway, Grandpappy's medicine. Here we go. So we know that uh, you know all the the page uh, cards represent the start of something and the initial spark or excitement or initial idea, uh, the beginning. And that, uh, of course, this is no exception. And we know that the pentacles represent, you know, uh, material things, the earth, our financial possessions, that kind of stuff. So with the page of, of pentacles, we're basically kind of having this, uh, you know, awareness coming about within us where we're really kind of feeling and focusing and, and, and actually grasping the the value of of money the value of our money in that you know appreciating more look how what we have to do to get that money in our account in our hand and then you know and, and understanding and recognizing you know the value of of that and our time and 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 that as well um so burgeoning awareness of the value of money wealth uh possessions career and physical health and you around these things and uh, and how to manifest these things in your life. And that's interesting because these are all things also that, you know, go kind of I said, I'm trying to refocus and get myself back on on track. And these are things that I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I, I ever since I, you know, especially since I haven't had a day job, which has been a year now, you know, I've been having to, uh, you know, figure out that kind of life without a steady income and going out and getting that that money <clears throat> and especially now that everything kind of got taken away I had the road planned I had everything okay I know I'll get this money here and this money there and then that was all gone <clears throat> so it was uh you know that so I needed to you know I'm trying to figure out but I mean <clears throat> god damn it sorry uh but that's definitely put in my mind more of a uh, I guess an awareness of how how much it takes or what it takes for me to get that money or you know what goes into it it's far more than just punching a clock somewhere and the the work you know like maybe hard physically or mentally but it has nothing to do with with this you know it's it's different 
you go home and you know it's not on your mind or maybe it is maybe that's your job but for this when you work for yourself it's kind of always on your mind you know it's always like okay I got this many days till this and uh, okay I'm gonna have to put something else together because I need to you know those start those things are like heavy on your mind for real dude so that that kind of rang true just that first line when I when I got this card I was like oh man that you know that I kind of am feeling like that and you know physical health all that career all of those things you know I'm I'm trying to re uh focus on those things and I'm, I'm like I said I'm physical health I'm I'm I just think you know I tighten up on a few things uh here and there I'm still going to the gym you know at a minimum of three times a week and, and I'm doing yoga once a week but you know I can be better on some of some things you know I can drink more water I could probably drink less beer you know I could do some of other things that you know that I could do to tighten it up a little bit but these are like personal things for myself but you know, but again, this is the spark. This is the initial thing of, of realizing like, yes, I do want to tighten up those. Yes, I do want to improve those things in myself. And while this this is that inspiration's there, like, at, you know, at the start, like it is, it, it's it's nothing without, you know, the action or the plan. So it's 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 going to be very important to put a plan around this uh, and and focus on the the tangible elements of of this and that are realistic and achievable for you. Uh, and by you, I mean, you know, the Royal you myself, you know, so for instance, if we're looking at this and we're saying like, okay, I want to get in shape, you know, so that means I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to go in shape. You know what? That's it. I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to get in shape. Well, you know, just joining the gym and having that great excitement, it's not, doesn't mean you automatically are going to get in shape. You have to Put together a plan. How many days a week are you going to go? What are you going to do on each of those days a week? What are you trying to achieve overall for your physical health? Are you, are you trying to strengthen? Are you trying to, uh, you know, build muscle? Are you trying to slim down? Are you trying to, you know, what are you trying to do? You can't just throw a blanket, ah, get in shape equals, you know, join the gym equals get in shape. No, there's all this in between. So if we don't put this plan together and and really think about what we're going to do and put the steps so that we can take the action uh, it's not going to, you know, be something that we're just, it's just going to fall by the wayside. And again, and, and where it's, it says like achievable results, you know, of course, and I'm not saying like, uh, you know, we, we're always trying to work to get better, but it's just uh, putting, you know, kind of parameters around it. Like ah, I joined the gym, I'm going to get in shape. So uh, by uh, what about three weeks from now, I'm going to lose, uh, I should be down about 65 pounds. No, you know, be be realistic. You have to be realistic and, and look at how these things work and, and set, you know, set those goals accordingly. Uh, or else, again, you'll just, you know, burn yourself out on it or you'll just give up because you aren't, you're not, you're setting such an unrealistic expectation for the results that, you know, you'll convince yourself it's not, you know, it's all, all in the way we can talk ourselves out of doing anything. Um, also in this time, you know, you're, uh, your kind of student brain part is kind of clicked on a little bit as well because with this page we're see we're he's a student right he represents like a student mind as well so we're thinking about things uh, and seeking information about new skills uh and and how we can use them to ensure a long-term success for ourselves which i've said i've had long-term stuff come up a lot uh so you know it's it's thinking about how can i invest in my you know my my physical health my career my the value of my money how I'm spending it and and 
and getting it and what you know what I'm doing with it um you know it's learning all learning about all of the things that are going to help you with that as you know and I like I just talked about the top of the show I started getting back into you know the tinkering with the sound engineering stuff so that again I was like okay this is this is some cool stuff so next card king of pentacles I like the king of pentacles I've gotten this card uh, a lot before because um this is like I kind of you know this inspired me especially this card did when I, I didn't have a day job anymore because because of what this represents um you know the king of pentacles you know again pentacles this is our this is our physical uh material wealth financial all that stuff and this is the king so that's the, the leadership of it right uh so this you know when you're in this kind of the king of pentacles you've reached a point where you're you're confident you're successful at attracting and and managing wealth uh you can just you see what your opportunities are and you use your discipline to to manage wisely for what the long term for the long term so uh and basically what this this the king of pentacles represents you being able to create that that wealth or be or or financial success or stability or long-term success or just lifestyle uh life you want all through your talents the things that you're good at what you uh, excel in you know you uh that that's what the king of pentacles does he 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 he's able to turn something have a vision turn it into into uh tangible and practical shit like using cultivated skills using the talents that we have um to to make this happen and again that's not that's not a uh you know it's not an overnight or an easy thing i i'm good at drawing cartoons i think i'll be a comic book artist snap your fingers and tomorrow you're no it takes a lot the skills have to be cultivated they have to be that's where the discipline comes in you know when we reach king of pentacles status it's talk it talks about you know we're confident in our ability to do those things that in, in our putting our discipline towards create, you know, being able to manage this wisely and create those things for the long term. using, you know, it's these talents have to be built up. We have to, you know, again, do the incremental things daily to get better and better and hone our craft so that we can use it to create the the life that we want so that we can use it to, to create our financial stability, you know. And that's why I always talk about, you know, having more tools in your tool. The most, the more indispensable that you can make yourself, the better. The more things you know around what you're doing, you know, the better as well. Don't go crazy off the rails and, and get too scattered. But it's like you want to, you know, it, it behooves you to just know as much as you can about what you're what you're working with. And if there's some, you know, if it if it, you benefit from learning like some of the ancillary stuff around what you know your craft is, which I would say you probably will, I I would, I do, uh, then that's then that's the way it's gonna you know you should approach this. That's how we do this is by building up those skills. Um, and again, with this king, you know he's by this point when we hit this point, you've experiment experiment enough to to figure out the the methods and and practices that you will take when you approach things to ensure that you're going to be successful. And that's the point. Like to me, like that's where I want to be. That's where I'm, what I'm talking about, making wise decisions, being able to adapt in the fly. You know, these are out, especially when I'm out on the road, it's just me or me and Nick P and it's, 
you know, I, you know, our wits about us. So if shit happens, if something goes different, I need to, you know, know. I'll, I'll get to the part where I'll know how to do it. My, I'll, my methods, my practices will be t- tried and true to myself. So I'll know how to, you know, navigate that. That that's just kind of more of like what I'm tr- working towards and <clears throat> within all this. Uh, and the last card I got: Six of Wands. So with the six of wands, this is basically saying you've reached, uh, we've reached a milestone of what we're, we're through what we're working for. We've, you know, hit a hit a part of a goal, and and whatever whatever is happening with this, I, you know, if I'm looking at this career wise, um, you know, we've hit some point and we're pushing hard and we're starting to gain recognition around what we're doing. We're starting to gain recognition for our work, like when somebody actually, uh, you know the first time people started actually re- like that I didn't know like recognizing me as an author not not like in the street like oh it's Davy Jones I mean but saying like yes you're a writer you're an author like or that's how they uh know who I am or about me that that kind of stuff is is what uh this is referring to uh so something's happened where you know your your hard work is paying off basically that that's what you want you you want to excel in this you want to be ma- a master of this craft you want to use your talent, like I said, with the King of Pentacles, to create your your wealth, to create your your life for you. And now you're doing that, and you're starting to get recognition because you're starting to get kind of good at it. And this, because of this, you know, it, this is a huge confidence builder to keep you moving forward. You, you, you will continue on, even if you're hitting something super hard, like the op- an obstacle. As soon as you hit this milestone. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, this is hard. It doesn't matter. You're, you're, you're. It, this gives you the confidence that you're like, well, you know, I, I made it this far. I can do it. You know, or th- these people believe in me, so I'm gonna do it. Uh, and and that's great. And and again, like a lot of uh, some different cards tell you, be proud of what we've achieved. Be, you know, don't don't be ashamed of the of the of being good at something, or or don't feel like you have to keep everything to yourself. However, while we enjoy, enjoy these achievements. You know, we're not done yet. This isn't like we're celebrating the end at the finish line. This is just a, you know, this is a a bump on the way. I mean, this is a step on the way up, you know. You're just starting to get good at it. Like I said, just starting to get some recognition around for what you do or for being good at what you do. Um, We're not nowhere near done. And also that, you know, you're just just starting to get going. Again, starting to get recognized. Check your head. Arrogance style. You don't want to get arrogant. Don't want to let uh, that old hubris slip in there, and uh, you know, don't want to fly too high to the sun on wings of wax. All those, all those cool analogies uh, about arrogance. Definitely keep, you know, stay humble. I, I, you know, I appreciate every every single thing that uh, every help that I get from anybody, any kind of acknowledgement in my writing career. I appreciate it very much. I appreciate it when people come up to the table and just say like they know me from the podcast or they just they've read my books and want to meet me I, I i in my when i first even started wanting to you know i i would have never imagined that that would have been like back then when i started i would have been like wow that would be the pinnacle if i could just do you know, if one person oh man and then boom you know all these years later you're here and it's like okay this is awesome. I, I appreciate this, but I got to keep going. And uh, I don't want to start getting all, I'm king shit of fuck mountain, baby. Never. Uh, never do I want to do that. So that's just uh, how I'm looking at these. So that's that's our reading for this week. I, I got something out of that. I hope, I hope that was helpful to some of you out there or all of you. 
uh, I, I do a if you're interested in tarot and, and uh, learning more about it, I do uh, a card of the day reading on my Instagram every single morning. So if you follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram uh, it is on my story. And then it goes over to the John Wayne is dead YouTube channel where you can watch them uh, to your leisure and uh, or go back and, you know, watch the whole week and put the, you know, try to kind of connect the readings. I like to do that, see how the whole week has been according to what the card said. And, you know, it's just fun. And it's a uh, it's a helpful tool for me. I like uh, this is what's helped me learn a lot about tarot. And uh, that's why I keep doing it. So um, so if you want to try it, check it out. Just follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram now. Uh, earlier, when I, was, I talked about my uh, one of the other podcasts I do, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, which is my Patreon exclusive podcast, and it comes out every Monday, like just like John Wayne lied to you over on Patreon. And as I've been doing, if you are a faithful listener, you know I've been putting uh, excerpts from uh, the the same episode that comes out uh, when this one does on Patreon, so you could check it out, get to get to meet my guest, uh, get to know a little bit about them over here on this show. And then uh, hopefully you, you, you know, if, if they resonate with you in some way, you go check them out and go, you know, get all into what they do. And then you want to hear the rest of the episode, you can come on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Join any one of the tiers that I have set up. You get access to the uh, podcast every week and the all the back uh, backlog of, of episodes, which we I think have like 45 or 46 now. So it's been going going strong. And uh, this, uh, this week. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I was supposed to be in Chicago uh, this week. I'm supposed to be in Chicago right now. My ass this should not be sitting in, in in Wayne Manor. It should be sitting in Michael Allen Rose Manor up in Chicago, uh, you know, doing the Days of the Dead. But that didn't happen, so I'm here. But, you know, it being the one-year anniversary of, uh, of, the, of last year when this same uh, convention happened, I met some wonderful, wonderful friends that have been my uh, new friends I made that that weekend that have been my friends I've stayed in contact with all 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 year and uh, one of them I I wanted to talk to this week a little bit about na- how about how we're navigating these uh, waters I guess with uh, vending being so limited you know as as another full time artist you know uh, we talked about this uh, about that kind of stuff and she had a lot of great insight I haven't said her name yet no it's uh, <laughs> My very good friend, uh, Jeanette Ward Jet Peedle Beetle is uh, her handle, her store, her Etsy store, P-E-E-D-L-E, Beetle. And uh, she's an extremely talented artist, uh, a wonderful, wonderful woman, uh, a, a goth queen among all you uh, peasants. She uh, is is Jeanette, and we had an awesome conversation. So here's a little bit of, uh, of what uh, Jeanette and I talked about. So we talk about how you and I are artists or whatever. You're a writer. I'm an artist. We sling our shit to people. Mm-hmm. Slinging shit is our job. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many friends that are actually run fair workers that work at shops or perform at the run fair. Yeah. And their entire livelihood has been cut off. One of my friends who's a literal professional sword fighter, right? He's like a super hot guy that like <laughs> does duels on stage and shit. You have okay. Time out for one second. Let me break yeah. in. You have to be a super hot guy to tell someone you're a professional sword fighter in this day and age. I just think like you're not gonna be. Like, uh, I'm I'm a professional sword fighter. No, push you know your taped those, up glasses up your face. You know, what I share all those like calendar posts of like yeah. the sexy guys in the calendars. Mm-hmm. That's him. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's, he's like a witcher or like a some yeah, of those super guys. cute. Gotcha. Super cute. Michael Moody, if anyone's wondering, look him up. He's great. Anyway, if you need some professional, somebody fought in a with a so sword cute. in a professional so manner. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> but and like, look, he, had, doing he went it. and worked on a farm. He went to a farm and he was working because there's no work, you know, and it, that's crazy. And I have other friends that are they work in shops and they like have been destitute. It's really it's like I feel like the Ren Fair was a dream for a lot of people, like in the way the vending is for you and I, mm -hmm. where you can travel and make money and everything. And like, it just got cut off. And that's really scary. I don't know why. I mean, come to Texas. I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> Super spread. Super hashtag super spread. Come on down. Uh, you know, we'll chew on the dog. But yeah, we had our rent fair and I knew that would like, you would have something to say about that. Well, I mean, it's also you're torn between people that are trying to live and then like being realistic, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's why like I had to go to Vegas. So I was like, I just have to make some money, like, and I have to try to spread this like as in a this most super way possible. So this seems like the best way to do it. <laughs> and and why not make a couple bucks at the same time? Huh? Yeah, I mean, as much as we laugh, I think we're all like, when can we get back to vending? Yeah, like, exactly. Are you doing Horror Hound next year? When is that one? I think it's April, March or April. I don't, man, you know how I'm so like bad about this right now. All of my shit that just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. I was just like, you know what? I'm not fucking keeping track of this anymore. So I'll just. Me too. Like, like, I don't even know where I, I surrendered hundreds of dollars to for a table. Exactly. So I, I'm, I have this list that I have to go through and compare now in my emails to be like, when did they actually reschedule this to so that I can nail them down? So I don't know if I'm going to Horror Hound, but like everything else, I was going to so many things. Um, but I'm going to one tomorrow. Frightmare. Texas Frightmare. The people that run that are opening a brick and mortar like horror store in Dallas. So they're having like a grand opening and I'm going to, I'm a, a feature. What are they, what are they doing to like keep you safe? If I may ask. Uh, well, I mean, um, one like 24 hour, um, armed protection. Uh, they also said that they would, <laughs> so guns. they also said that they would, um, anoint us with a ring of prayer in the uh -huh. parking lot where we enter the premises, which I, feels going to work out really where well. Where is the Pope? And, and then, um, what's yeah. What's the Pope's stance on that butt he liked on Instagram? <laughs> I'll have to ask in the prayer. I'll put, a, yeah. I'll put in a request. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just, I mean, we have to wear masks. We have to be like, uh, you know, all spaced apart from each other. And, you know. Uh, so as you, you as a vendor, since we're talking about this now, um, <clears throat> What are you doing to like keep yourself safe and your your customers safe? Do, are you gonna have hand sanitizer on the table? Like, what's our new vending experience? Well, the ones that I've done, the the few that I've been to, because I also did another pop up market in Houston after that Vegas thing, and then everything started getting shut down again. They've been providing hand sanitizer like with your table, and like they here's and here's your fucking hand sanitizer and here's your fucking sweatbands and here's your you know whatever your mint mint for your pillow 
but that, then they also have like just sanitizer stations like everywhere, like for your hands, like uh, hand sanitizing. And then and they're pretty hardcore about people like you could not take your mask down without somebody being like, hey, you get, put your mask. You have to put your mask up like it, they were like eagle eye cherry about that. That's really the most important thing, I think, is making sure the masks are. Yeah, so that I I felt pretty safe in Vegas, like, aside from the fact that it 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 slowed down my my need to super spread. I felt that they were doing a job <laughs> right. the masks on and stuff like that. But, so I just it's it's more like we're I think that it's going to fall more into our hands, like the more and more we the further we move into it, we're just going to have to. Like know how to how we want to regulate our booth regardless of right. what's provided for us or not because people you know people are going to forget themselves you know people want to step up and still pull their mask down and talk to you like you know like you're talking and you're like this is like the absolute opposite thing we're supposed to be doing right now like what are you doing right. so you, i think that we're going to have to be the vigilant ones moving forward uh with our booths and just kind of it's it's gonna have to be like one of those strict see i'm i want to hire like a, a school marm or somebody to stand there and actually like be the bad guy so i i can say like oh i don't know not my fault i'd i'd give you a hug right. but i'm not allowed to you know uh yeah. no but that's just that's and that's hard that's hard for me because you know i like to hug people i like to smoke weed behind haunted curtains right. and it's gonna be tough it's that's like one of the hardest <laughs> things for me we can still smoke weed behind haunted curtains just from our own pen yeah, from our we can't own share device. pens. We can't yeah, share can't, pens. Can't cross the pens anymore. Can't share yeah, pens. no, you're right. It's it's scary, and I I just miss everything so much, you know. And we've we've been promising like, oh, it's gonna be better next month or the month after that or whatever. But I think this is our new reality for a while, and that's scary. And trying to make it as an artist right now is is really almost impossible. And so many people are still buying, you know, yeah. because. There are so many people that are blessed to have stay-at-home jobs that still yeah. have that disposable income, but we're struggling no matter how much we appear to be doing well or not. You know, it's not the same as it used to be. No, no. So we're uh, navigating a new world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, like, that's another thing where I was uh, – I totally forgot, I guess, to go on this – route when i brought up how you you'll post certain things and they'll be gone like your certain uh, groups of your art that you do uh it's um it's like we have to figure out a way around like the longest time i was like well once this is gone then i can keep going like as i was before and then it became quite obvious that that wasn't going to happen at least not anytime soon and now it's just like okay i have to find a way around this to get back to the path or this is going to take me to a different route than I need to take to get to this, to get back to my goal or get, you know, it's, it's just, there's going to have to be a lot of creative problem solving on our end. Like I, right. I really think that that's the going to be the key, you know, and we just, don't want to have to rely on these alternate forms, but also it's like, sometimes my credit card bills are due or, you know, yeah, whatever. Man. And it's like, okay, well then I'm going to pursue this different path. And, uh, well, it's not even like a different path, like a different like art form, but even like right. a different way around. Like, how do we get our our? How do we get what we're doing to the other side of this? Sure, yeah, yeah, totally. And I think you know maybe the normal person who is either working an essential job or staying at home isn't really thinking about 
perhaps how weird it is for us that are slinging our shit, you know, <laughs> that are just yeah. out there, like, um, that depended on these face-to-face interactions, because I always, you know, Etsy was always my, like, go-to, like, okay, so this is my base sales, but then shows, shows are what I would always sell the most, because people mm-hmm. can interact with my artwork. Like, you make a connection with somebody right or like the pumpkins or like the things that yeah they look cute in a picture but then you see them in real life and they connect with you mm. or you see a card in real life or a piece and you know you get to do your like speech with people about your book and it gets yeah. people excited about your writing and it gets people because reading is a form of entertainment reading is an escape and there's so many books out there, just like there's some so many pieces of art or whatever, but you have to sell someone on it. Like when you're in Netflix and you know mm-hmm. you're looking for something to watch, yeah. there's all these stupid like previews. But your pitch is so personal and and like welcoming. It's like, okay, I want to read this book. And someone reads your book and they want to read the rest of your books. And that's that's how we get to people. If somebody buys a pumpkin for me, and they want to see the rest of my art. You know, exactly. Yeah, that's that is that's that connection, and that's how you build that connection. That that base of people who support you, uh, just because, like they, you know, they're they're just like what you do. You've made such a connection. It doesn't matter what the book is coming out or what the next design is that's coming out, they're already buying it from you. It's not like a question of like, right. well, I'll see what the reviews say, you know? <laughs> and that's that's the kind of people, I feel like you you make those connections live, the face-to-face. That's how you meet those people. That's how you build that up for yourself and are able to continue. And that being robbed from us is is what is hard. And I, you know, I sh- probably shouldn't be going to these super spreader events like I am, have been, but... Um, gosh, I just miss it so much, but who knows? I don't know. I could wake up. I could honestly, what is it? Three 30 right now. I could uh, get a text from Jared in like 20 minutes that says, Hey, they canceled the event. So it's like some shit has gone like that close to the wire yeah. uh, before with like, so like the Indianapolis one that they canceled that like five days before it was supposed to happen or some shit. The one I was going to go to for Halloween and, and super spread. They like that. Yeah. I mean, Things are just, I don't know, who knows? But I think people don't understand, you know, people in their mind, especially people that get to work from home, don't understand people like us are like, we're fucked, you know, like, we are fucked. Like, we gave up our, our normal jobs, we gave up our, like, I used to make hella money, and I was doing a job, and I got up at, you know, eight o'clock every morning, and went to it, and then I gave it all up for my art. And now I don't have that job anymore, you know, and it's my art or bust. And uh, I'm really lucky that my husband has a steady job. I'm very blessed in that way. Um, Mm. But, you know, we're struggling because I'm not providing anymore to our household. And when I do make money, you know, it's trying to catch up with my bills. And I think this is probably something that will resonate with a lot of people, you know, we're like, Mm -hmm. We aren't trying to contribute to a problem. We are just trying to make it by. And how do we balance it? How do we make these events so safe that they're not putting anyone at risk? So we can do these events. And so people can work in this job that they love and they've put everything towards and they've given up everything towards and they put their entire soul into. But we also don't want to be part of the problem. And it's hard to see people, you know, doing dumb things that are 
contributing to the problem when we're really trying to be safe. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. There's, um, you know, we, like I already had nowhere to go cause I didn't have a job or a day job when this started. So I was like, well, I'm already home anyway, but then taking everything else away, uh, it's like you feel like, well, that sucks, but oh, well, you know, and then, yeah, you see people out there with utter disregard and then you're like, well, what the fuck am I doing this for then? I've been doing this for all this time and it builds that kind of a resentment against everything. But that's like where you like, I'm, I don't I'm not acting out on that. That's not why I'm going to these things like I've been to. I just absolutely need to make some money. Right. So that's why I'm going to them. Like all like we, we talked about, like all our hundreds of dollars tied up in you know, you don't know, like, but that's like, seriously, and this is all like on my, my business credit card that I'm just like floating all this money. And I'm like, well, I have to make some money, you know? So you right. have to, it, it's, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? You and but, but part of it is, is uh, how we're going to find, we have to find different ways around this. Like if that's taken away for, for sure, we cannot, if we can't stand at a table anymore, we have to figure out the way to keep it going. And I think we will like this, yeah. like this is, this will be like a, what do you call those callings or wheat from the chaff or something? some people <laughs> won't make, make it through this kind of shit, like for real, like mentally or emotionally, it's they're just not going to, it's not going to happen. But yeah, I think those that do, it's going to be so much. You're like, I look to be like very much more, I don't know, sharp, sharper minded, uh, more, uh, creative in the way I solve problems, more prepared for for certain things. Like I'm no Boy Scout, but like I should make sure that I always have inventory. And I I seem to be always playing this perpetual like catch up with inventory because I sell it and then don't have it coming in fast enough. And I'm like, I need to stop that. Why am I doing that? So there's like those kind of things that, you know, I feel like I get through this and I'll figure it out, and then things will just come into even more sharper focus for you know moving forward. Right. I've definitely wanted to give up and I'm like, oh, maybe I should just get like a normal job or whatever. But then when it comes down to it, I'm offering something to the world that nobody else is, you know, and mm -hmm. we have that special place, but we also have an obligation to not endanger people. So I think this is a this is a really good topic for a podcast. All right. That was myself and uh, my very wonderful, very excellent friend. A very talented artist, Jeanette Ward. Please check her out. Please check out her shop, Petal Beetle, on uh, Instagram and Etsy. And hopefully when uh, we're out there again in the world, uh, we'll be somewhere. She'll be somewhere. You can check us out. We'll be somewhere together where we'll be both be vending. And everyone can see everybody. And it'll be a wonderful time. And, uh, of course, it'll be in a fevered dream, I'm sure, as I, uh, in the throes of the last grips of, of life are stripped from my fingers and, and pull off. And in that final fleeting moment, I'll have a vision of, of wonderful vending uh, utopia of, of uh, experiences. But until then... Uh, until I die or until this happens, uh, you know, please check uh, check out not only Jeanette's uh, uh, Etsy shop, but, you know, support your all your local artists. It's very important right now. Not, you know, not just me. You know, of course, I, mean, I know I talk about my Patreon. I'm talking about my events and I do appreciate all the support of, uh, that that I get. Uh, but there's other stuff, you know, if you're going to buy, you know, some a T-shirt or something instead of buying it from, you know, Mountain Dew Target t-shirt, you know, buy one from a local artist or, you know, uh, just as an independent artist, that kind of stuff. You can find so many websites. So many of us have websites, Etsy stores, uh, all that kind of stuff. So it's um, it's it's pretty imperative because uh, some of some, you know, people 
aren't as you know lucky as myself to have uh, you know my wife who has a job a steady job so there's a you know a safety net in there you know there's other there's other kind of things and some of us aren't just some people some other artists just don't have that so we just need to kind of uh think about that uh think about this uh and, and Jeanette and I had a really good good talk about that so uh if you if you want to listen to the whole conversation it's over on my patreon John Wayne is dead uh patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead you can even I have the the newest tier the dollar beer club for one dollar a month you uh you get access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast and and um and that's it for a dollar but uh i'll buy that for a dollar but it's everything also you get access to everything that's on my patreon wall which i put a lot of videos and cool shit up there so anyway moving along uh as i said this weekend i had an event and you guys know what happens every time i have an event i come home and i recap it for you and this is no exception so uh this weekend this i was um uh a guest at the Frightmare Collectibles Grand Opening, which is the uh, run by uh, you know a, a horror storefront from the Texas Frightmare uh, uh, folks at Texas Frightmare, he, the huge convention which is in Dallas, huge horror convention. I've talked about it before. Um, it was one of the first things I went to that was crazy and awesome, so big and just insane, and I loved it. And uh, and I was just uh, happy to be a part of this. So. Without further ado, here it is, my recap of the Frightmares Collectibles Grand Opening. So, Texas Frightmare, uh, as I mentioned, is a very large horror convention uh, every year up in Dallas. And, uh, of course, it, ha- it hasn't wasn't this year because of everything, but the the people who uh, run the convention and the main uh, runner Lloyd shouts out to Lloyd, uh, uh, you know, opened up a, a, a horror storefront up in the Dallas area. Uh, so he uh, for a grand opening celebration, I guess uh, I'm not sure how he, this came about, but uh, I guess he was in touch with Jared uh, Barbie from Death Side Press. Shouts out, Jared. Uh, about having some some authors be guests and and Jared reached out to me and I was like hell yeah I'll do it and then uh, before I know it bam I'm on the poster uh, which is cool and uh, with right next to like Amelia Kincaid who is Angela from Night of the Demons and uh, she's like I've said before she's a uh, pretty much all the conventions I go to I I, I see her quite a bit and uh, she was she was nice uh, but yeah so it's this opening of this store horror store so i'm like that's all i know and i'm like awesome that's oh that's fucking rad first of all and uh i'm a part of it and i'm like it's like and john wayne like on the post so i was i was very excited about doing this and uh is a one-day event only from uh it was noon to six uh on this past saturday the uh 21st of november and uh yeah they so basically um I was like, okay, this is a one-day thing, and this is actually not even, I mean, not very far from me in, you know, regards to how long I usually travel. <clears throat> but, so Dallas, this this place was like a little over four hours away from Houston uh, when I left. And so we left. It was all weird, first of all, because, you know, so Nick came with me, Nick P., as you know, shouts out, and we... uh we usually leave at night, as you know. We leave in the middle of the night to go drive overnight. But to you know, 
Uh, but for this, we had to leave early in the morning because we weren't staying the night in Dallas. It's so close. So we, you know, we get here. Um, we, I, you know, I saw Nick twice last week at, in like at my house where we're doing shit. And I was like, dude, on Saturday, I want, we need to be on the road by 6 a.m. Okay. So be here at six so we can leave. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. Cool. No problem. I got it. Friday at like 6.30, Nick texts me. He's like, oh, shit, dude. I thought I overslept, but it's only Friday, not Saturday. I was about to shoot over there in my nightgown and shit. And I was like, all right, man, well, it's tomorrow. So remember, he's like, yeah, yeah. So 6.45, I'm sitting out on the, on the patio Saturday morning just to still waiting uh, for Nick. I've gone and gotten us coffee. I've loaded the truck. My, my, not truck. <laughs> loaded my car. Uh, ready to go. And he pulls up, uh, you know, hey, oh, gotcha here, man. And uh, we get going on the road, and, you know, it's just, uh, I was like, so what, uh, so what, uh, I was like, what did you just, over, even though yesterday, like, you said that you almost did it, but you still did it anyway today, that overslept, like, nah, I've been up since five out driving, trying to uh, pick up weed before we left, and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, I have to go get weed, I was like, I have weed, dude, and he's like, why my weed? I'm like whatever. So he'd been out fucking driving across the town, across town to go get fucking swag from his from somebody. But anyway, it was uh, what a circumstance. I love it. So we start off a little late, but that's okay because it you know I, it, there was time built in for our our ride already. I you know determined. So we hit the road and like again, it's an easy drive. It's a straight shot from here to Dallas. Like you get on one freeway and go. So the drive getting into town was relatively easy. And we just chilled, listened to music, just blasting Beastie Boys and shit, watched this badass Beastie Boys documentary. So we were listening to that, just all kind of stuff. And we get to Dallas, dude, and you know, I I was saying Dallas and Houston have a rivalry and we do. Uh but man, like their whole freeway system is under construction and it's a bit it's like one of those things that's like the eternal construction that's been happening for years and so when you get into dallas it takes you there's like different loops and spurs and weird shit like i don't know like a a, like a game of fucking shoots and ladders or some shit in the middle of the city it's like a fucking uh water park slide it's it's insane and because I guess because all this construction is relatively new and some of the exits are, you know, kind of in precarious places where you have to shoot over real quick or uh, maybe they're not they the, the exit has been pushed up or back because of the construction. So you're like going and and the GPS is like, oh, stay left at the fork. And, and then it's like, no, right. No, right at the fork. Right at the fork. I'm like, what the fuck? We got turned around three times before we finally were able to get on the right track to get you know, get out of that fucking city to get to this, the, the location. But anyway, so that was our, our Dallas traffic, but we get there and it's, um, it's out. So it's, it's actually in a, a, if you look up the, the address of the place, it lists, uh, Justin, Texas as the city, Justin, uh, Texas. And that's in where it is like outside of the city, like a suburb outside of the city. It's actually kind of close to Denton as well. I found out, which I love Denton shouts out. Uh, and, we get out there and it's um you know it's it's pretty cool setup and it's in like a, a kind of warehouse area where people have like you know storefronts or their you know garage or whatever warehouse deal so it's it's out there and I'm like all right this is this is kind of cool this is it you know interesting location um uh 
but I was, but I was like, all right, cool. This is fucking, they got it all set up at table outside and shit and barbecues shit going on. I'm like, they know what they're doing. I trust them. Let's do it. So we get out, uh, of the car and, and get in there. Jared's there already beat us there. Um, and inside it's pretty cool. It, it's a, it's a nice little, uh, setup that he's got in there. Uh, fucking a bunch of old v- VHS horror stuff, a, a bunch of VH, like a DVD and Blu-ray, books, toys, tapestries, posters, memorabilia, like uh, artwork done, like, you know, horror artwork, uh, like custom nightlight knife thing. There was all kinds of awesome awesome stuff uh i mean this 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 is a this is one of the kings baby he knows what he's doing so uh yeah so it was cool we get there and i was like all right cool let's set up the books let's get going we get set up uh wiley young who uh also um uh was uh one of the authors joining uh me at the table uh, with jared so they have you know his books the death's head books my books and then uh, amelia kincaid is next to me on the other side and uh it was great they opened the thing started at noon and People were there, man. People showed up. Uh, it was nice and well attended, uh, uh, which was awesome. And so right away, like people, you know, some people were, most people like right away were in line for Amelia, uh, understandably, you know, they want to get their picture and their autograph and then, and then go look around in the store and all that kind of stuff. But we're right there. We're right next to her. So while people are waiting in line, I'm of course telling them like, Hey, you know, when you're done, you got to come to these books. And, and everyone did like, they were like, Oh, I do like books. So I'm going to come, I'm going to come see you guys. And, uh, and we did a great, uh, we had a great time. We talked to a lot of great people, met, uh, cool ass people and, uh, you know, sold a, a good amount of books, uh, for a, for a one shot afternoon, which is always nice and, uh, very much appreciated. But, uh, so thank you. If you were there and you're listening for the first time and, and you bought some books, I very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, it was just a great event all around. And <clears throat> as the day went, uh, more people, you know, were showing up throughout the day. Uh, Joe Garcia shouts out uh, from uh, uh, Speedy Custom Shirts. Uh, he makes all the crazy ma- mash em up shirts that we uh, horror mash up shirts that I wear, like the Twilight Lost Boys and uh, the Nightbreed shirt and like all that kind of shit that I, I've been wearing uh, on other podcasts lately on Vital Social Issues and stuff. Uh, he shows up, of course, he's got a cooler and he's fucking passing out beers and I've got my beers and everybody has beers and it's a great time. And then, uh, my, like, uh, you know, my sister shouts out Carrie and, and her and husband, Matt and daughters live in Dallas. So they, uh, were going to come out and, and see the, the show or see, you know, visit the thing and see it. And they showed up and brought my niece, Caroline, who, uh, shouts out Caroline who um, they didn't, they just told her that they were, she, they were taking her for a surprise and they didn't tell her that uh, I was going to be there. So when they pulled up and I, I, I came out of the store and she saw me and she was jumping up and down and was like, Uncle Wayne, Uncle Wayne. So, you know, big hug. And that was fun. And, you know, she put her little mask on and I took her in and introduced her to everybody. And she was adorable, of course. And, uh, you know, it was fun. My sister met everyone. I, I just walked around uh matt and uh nora quinn was running around screaming her her brains out like she does but that's why we love her and it was great it was a great time to you know visit with uh everybody it was cool to give uh you know some of my family members a glimpse into uh, a little bit of what i do here and there uh from from the irl not just the uh internet wise and it was fun and like i said great sold uh uh you know good amount of books it was great talked to lloyd afterwards you know tell him thank them said i was like man i'm gonna hit the road 
Nick P is driving, uh, supposed to be driving me home. I get out there, I go sit in the car, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm like, where the fuck is Nick? Like, the window's down and shit. And he was just out there waiting. Like, I went inside, I went, I just told him I was going inside to, to tell him, you know, we're leaving. And I come back, and he's gone, and I'm, like, looking around. And I'm just, then I sit, I'm sitting in the car looking for him, and, like, Lloyd and his son walk out, and they're just like, Hey, and I'm just sitting in a car parked right there with the window down. I'm like, well, I don't know where he is, so I guess I'll uh, hang out with you guys for a while. So I got out and smoked a bowl and was talking with them and uh, literally hung out for over 30 minutes, probably, uh, you know, like at least right at 30 minutes. And and then uh, I, I was like, man, you're sure he's not in the store somewhere just like looking around and, you know, wandering around like a little child lost at the mall. Like no, I don't think so. So we checked in the store. Like all right, well I guess he'll uh I guess he'll figure it out. And then out of nowhere, he comes like bet- from between two buildings out of the darkness. Watch walks Nick P from across the parking lot. And I'm like, uh, as you know, in the middle of th- something, I'm like, oh there he is, there he is, guys. I told you. And they're like, holy shit, where did he come from? I was like, who knows? And I'm I wager that uh, he doesn't know either. So let's just keep it that way. And uh, and when we did. And we hit the road back, and it was all good. Turns out, Nick said he, he thought he saw something on fire, and then he was walking towards the fire. And then uh, he couldn't tell what it was, so he kept getting closer. And then a bunch of the uh, like lights, flashing lights from vehicles and emergency vehicles got around the fire. And uh, and then he got there, and he couldn't tell if anything was on fire from where as close as he could get. And so then he just started walking back. It, it doesn't. You know what? It doesn't matter. The <laughs> point is... We got home, uh, you know, we got out of, out of the Dallas uh, loop-de-loop maze just fine and um, got home. Uh, and it was, like, weird. It was, like, we got home at, like, midnight. And it's, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm home. So, you know, which is – it's just weird for, for these – the one-off ones uh, to be home, like, afterwards. You know, you're not, you're not going up to a hotel room to, you know, get up again and early and, and go sell stuff. It's, like, it's done, which is – you know, it, it's it's – it's cool and and it's sad because you know you you get so used to it you like the time, but it's also cool like oh, I'm done I don't you know I don't have to worry about driving 15 hours or or packing a bunch of shit up again. It's it's done. So and it was it was quite successful. If you're out in the uh, Dallas area or Denton, uh, go check out Frightmare Collectibles the the storefront. Look them up uh, for the exact address. It's uh, you're, if especially if you're you know if you're a horror fan you, and I, I know a lot of people listening to this are and you're in that area this is this is not like you're going to Hot Topic or Spencer's to- you know it's not it's nothing it's not like that this is like legit horror stuff uh, and it's awesome so please go check out Lloyd and and the and the Frightmare Collectibles uh, shop uh, if you're out there and uh, it looks like uh, when we uh, finally got out of there and I said goodbye uh, it looks like there's going to be future uh, markets, future pop-up events uh, at Frightmare Collectibles, and uh, I will most likely be a part of those coming up as well, which I will let you know uh, when those happen. So, anyway, that was my recap of uh, grand opening of Frightmare Collectibles. Awesome. Thank you uh, again to Lloyd for having me out. Uh, thanks to Jared from Death Said Press and Death Said Press for uh, having me on the event, and uh, and thanks to everybody uh, for thanks for listening to the show. And uh, that's the story of the thing. <laughs> All 
All right, there we go. That's my recap of the Frightmare Collectibles Grand Opening. Thank you guys for checking it out. Um, if you are listening to this the day it comes out, uh, be sure to check out uh, JohnWayneIsDead.com. Uh, everybody check out JohnWayneIsDead.com, but I'm gonna have, I have another event coming up the 28th, this, this next Saturday, here in Houston uh, at a hotel. So I'll post that up, all that information on JohnWayneIsDead.com. If you're in the Houston area, come out and see me on uh, Saturday. It's another one-day event. Uh, and also while you're at JohnWayneIsDead.com, you can go to the shop page, and all of my books are in stock. You can order... There's T-shirts, stickers, all kinds of stuff. The John Wayne is Dead records, and they come. Everything from the shop page comes from me, so I send extra goodies for you, and I take care of you because I appreciate you so much. Uh, also, you can, uh, as I said, check out my pay, uh, my PayPal, check out my Patreon at Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is Dead. Uh, listen to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast. Get access to all kinds of cool stuff when you join, and uh, and all of that excellent excellent times listen to vital social issues and stuff with chris and john wayne every thursday and on the video on the video youtube check it out uh see see how my lighting designs are coming and um as always follow me at john wayne is dead on twitter and instagram and thank you guys i will uh see you you know in a fever dream (laughs) 